I Don't Want to Hear It presents A Black Metal Christmas Carol. Twas Christmas Eve in Bergen, Norway, and all throughout the town, everyone was happy and festive and spreading good cheer. Carolers strolled from house to house, singing songs in the holiday spirit. Shopkeepers were happily finishing up work for the night so they could be home to tuck their children into bed, and those children were awaiting the arrival of Santa Claus and all the many toys they had earned this year by being good little boys and girls. A small number of children had barricaded themselves in their bedrooms, knowing that they had been rotten little shits this year, and Krampus was on his way with his drowning tub and a rootin' bundle to whip their asses with. Still, the mood was jolly, and as a light snow fell, the townspeople gathered around the big Christmas tree in the city square, admiring the lights as they twinkled against the night sky. But there was one young man who did not share in these good tidings and good cheer. His name was Vard Vikernes, though, like a real asshole, he preferred to be called Count Grishnak, or simply The Count. But since he was neither a Count nor a Grishnak, for the purposes of this tale, we will simply call him Varg. Varg was a musician, but he certainly didn't play Christmas music. Varg played black metal, which was a scary type of music that only people who pretend to be Vikings really like. Varg's band was called Burzum, but he was so mean that nobody would be in the band with him, so he just played everything by himself. Varg didn't care for people who didn't like his music. He also didn't care for people who looked or sounded different than he did. Varg was what some people call a xenophobe. Unsurprisingly, Varg wasn't a fan of Christmas. He often said, Christmas is a Judeo-Christian abomination, a Western incursion on the pagan identity of the bloodthirsty Nord warrior people I descend from. Also, I only recognize Middle Earth holidays like Yule and Lythe, and you know this, Dad! Varga decided, once and for all, that he'd had enough of Christmas. He was going to make sure no one in Bergen ever celebrated the holiday ever again. So Varg decided to burn down the big Christmas tree in the town square. That would show them. Oh, this Christmas tree. I hate it so. It is not evil at all. It may be covered in snow, but it knows nothing of the frozen halls of Helheim. I shall ruin Christmas for everyone, and then Daddy Odin shall know my true power. Varg continued talking to himself as he made his way toward the Christmas tree in the town square, a gas can in one hand and a limited edition Burzum lighter in the other. When Varg reached the tree, he set about his business quickly. He unscrewed the cap on the gas can and began sloshing the liquid all over the base of the tree. The problem was, Varg was a little bit sloppy when it came to his sloshing. He managed to get a good portion of the gasoline all over his leather pants and combat boots. When he was done, Varg tossed the can under the tree for good measure and took out his lighter. But when Varg flicked the lighter, not only did the Christmas tree catch fire, so did he. Before Varg knew what happened, he was ablaze from head to toe. Yes, I'm afraid it was a grisly sight. Not only was Varg burning alive, but the heat from the flames ignited his bullet belt. Soon, he had been shot in his own face 47 times by all the bullets shooting out of the superheated belt. Varg fell back into a snowbank, still burning, and the last thing he heard was the distant sound of carolers singing Silent Night. He whispered his last words. It's death-like Silent Night. Cowards and posers everywhere. And Varg died. As he slipped away, he took comfort from the belief that he would be reborn amongst his Viking brethren in the halls of Valhalla. But that isn't what happened. Varg opened his eyes to find himself at home in bed. He sat up, confused, thinking the whole thing had just been a bad dream. I knew it. The blood of Balder flows through my veins. 
I am actually immortal, which is different from being in that one band, which is filled with poses. Suddenly, Varg realized he wasn't alone. Standing at the foot of his bed was a ghostly presence, a spirit, and Varg thought he'd recognized it. Oystin? Oystin Arseth? It's Euronymous, and I think you know that. I hate my real name, which is why I changed it to something cool and metal and evil. Varg was very surprised to see his old friend Oystin, or Euronymous, as he liked to be called, because the last time he saw Euronymous, he had murdered him in the stairwell of his shitty apartment building. What are you doing here? I killed you. I went to prison for the maximum penalty for murder in Norway. 21 years. And they didn't even put me in a dungeon! Well, you, like, deserved it. Being dead sucks. I can't wear my belly shirts, and there are no waffles with brown cheese in hell! You're in hell? You mean Hellheim? No, I mean hell. The Christians were right. Impossible! Yeah, well, whatever. I've come to tell you that you will be visited by three, like, guys tonight, and they're going to show you what a dickhead you've been. And then, you'll, like, change or something. I have simply followed my destiny as it was written in the runes to stamp out the Judeo-Christian plague that has erased our culture and our history. Oh, whatever, man. You're not, like, even a Viking, okay? You tried to kiss me that one time at the record store, and I was like, ew. And you got so upset you cried all over my Ulthar test press. There was only one in existence! Just then, another face, or what was left of a face from Varg's past, appeared behind the ghost of Euronymous. Varg knew him at once. Pele Olin, or as his friends like to call him, dead. <laughs> yeah, dead's here too. He's really, like, mad that he shot, like, most of his head off. Dude, I keep telling you, I can't understand anything you're saying. Your brain is like... Fell out of your skull, man. Well, I have to get back to hell now. Satan is not nearly as cool as we thought he was. He, like, just beats the shit out of us constantly. And he doesn't even like metal. It's horrible down there. Varg watched as Euronymous and Dead disappeared. He almost couldn't believe what he had seen and heard. But just as quickly as his two friends had left, Varg suddenly heard footsteps on the roof, accompanied by the jingle of bells and a hearty ho ho ho! Varg's bedroom window smashed inward, and jolly old Saint Nick now stood at the foot of his bed, picking bits of glass out of his long white beard. Hey Varg, I'm Santa Claus. I know who you are, and why is it you? Why isn't it Krampus with his thorny whips and rusty bells? Why not Black Peter with his sack within which to stuff and punish me? Ah, uh, look man, I'm just here to show you the error of your ways, you know? And it's just one of those stories. You burned down half the town square with the stunt you pulled, not to mention you killed yourself. I am immortal and infallible, given power by the roots of the world tree and the swirling, endless cold of the north. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, Alright, well, well, let's take a look at your childhood and maybe we can get to the bottom of some of this deep-seated problem behavior. Santa twitched his red chubby nose and gave Varg a wink, and the next thing he knew, Varg was riding in Santa's sleigh. Oh ho ho! On Dancer, on Prancer, on Common and Cupid. You gave them such spineless names. If it were me, I would have named them Bjorn Bloodaxe and Ragnar the Raven Crusher. Yeah, well, the, those names don't really fit the rhyme scheme, you know? And these reindeer strike me as quite Jewish. Why would you pick such obviously Hebrew creatures as these? I would have picked direwolves for their strength and fury. Sure, uh, well... Oh, down there! That's where we're headed! With a flick of his reins, Santa steered his sleigh out of the sky and landed on the ground without so much as a bump. 
Varg got out of the sleigh and found himself in front of a McDonald's. But he was puzzled because this particular McDonald's had closed its doors in the late 1980s. In fact, Varg had a little something to do with that. You remember this place? I remember shooting out the windows with the armaments I had stockpiled for the Third Great War. Yeah, see, that's the problem. You've got a real fatalistic outlook. There you are. Santa pointed toward the nearby snowdrift, and Varg gasped as he saw himself, age 16, shooting a rifle at the McDonald's. Take that, McDonald's. We'll have none of your western popery here. You seem like a fun kid. Being a kid is not about being fun. It is about training to resist the clutches of Judeo-Christianity as it worms its way into the once proud heart of the great northern people. Alright, well that, that's my bit. You were a dick when you were a kid. So, you know, change. I have like 526 million houses to get to, and in order to do all that in one night, I had to fold space and time. So I'm done with this shit. Change or don't, I gotta go. And with his wisdom now imparted, Santa Claus called each of his reindeer by their Hebrew names, rose quickly into the night sky, and departed for the houses of all the good Christian boys and girls, content to skip over everyone else like the heathen dogs that they are. The McDonald's seemed to fade from view, and Varg turned away from the sight of his youthful indiscretion, deciding to head home where it was nice and warm. But just then, a great boom echoed from the sky. Varg looked up and saw a man's face peering out from behind the clouds. It was so big, it seemed to fill the entire sky. The man's face was creased with time and wisdom, and a long white beard flowed from its chin. One of the man's eyes shone brightly, while the other was a dark cave. Varg fell to his knees, understanding immediately who had appeared before him. Alden, it is you, the All-Father! Get up, you pussy! Odin's words stung Varg. He had devoted his life to this great northern deity. Perhaps he just needed to prove himself. So he stood up and struggled to meet the god's one good eye. Great father, I, I have lived a life worthy of your favor. I have shed the blood of the weak. I have defaced the monuments of the usurpers. I have... Yeah, that's why I'm here. Stop it. S stop? Yeah, this, this Viking cosplay shit you've been doing all your life is fucking embarrassing. You're not Eric the Red. You're such a dick you have to play in a shitty band all by yourself. And you kill the only guy who was stupid enough to put out your records. But... Burzum is the music of the gods. Yeah, not this god. That shit sounds like a hobo being beaten to death with his own legs inside a nuclear trash can. You're fucking terrible. I... I don't know what to say. Don't say anything. It would be a nice change. Now look, I wasn't going to waste my time with this Christmas intervention bullshit. I mean, I pulled my goddamn eye out of my head and hung myself on a tree to absorb all the knowledge in the universe. And with everything I know, all the different realities I can see, there isn't a one of them where you're not an asshole. You're a cosmic glitch. But the one thing I can say for certain is, stop playing music. Just stop. Because you keep using my name and it's really causing a lot of problems for me. But... But I want to die and be reborn in Valhalla. <laughs> oh yeah, Valhalla. Look, man, let me let you in on a little secret. Valhalla is boring as shit. That's why I'm never there. It's just a bunch of drunk oafs talking about this or that battle and trying not to kiss each other. Really? That sounds... perfect to me. Well, I can't say I'm surprised. Alright, we're done here. I'm gonna go turn myself into a lady again. Or maybe a horse. Or maybe... A lady horse. A lot of possibilities there. Uh, eat shit, Varg. And with that, Odin's face faded from the sky, and Varg was all alone.
It was dark. Varg didn't know how much time had passed since Odin had left him. If he was being honest, he didn't really care. The Great Allfather was his one source of happiness and the inspiration in his life that made everything else worth living. And now, he was gone. So Varg simply sat in the darkness, but as time passed, Varg gradually became aware of a faint light in the distance. He squinted in the dark place where he found himself, noticing that the light seemed to be growing bigger. Soon, Varg saw that it wasn't just the light. The light was in the shape of a man. And as this man came closer and closer, Varg began to wonder if perhaps he had burned with the Christmas tree after all. Now, he would get to see what came next, whatever that might be. But then, out of the light that illuminated the deepest darkness Varg had ever known, came a voice. How you doing, buddy? Varg didn't recognize the voice at all. He also felt that there was a decided ethnic slant to it, perhaps Jewish or Italian. And this realization put Varg on the defensive. What are you, some sweaty immigrant? Buddy, that ain't no way to talk to people, especially not on Christmas. Well, I hate Christmas! I know, buddy, I know. But that's why I'm here. We're gonna change that. Varg sensed only goodness in the voice, an overwhelming acceptance and positivity the likes of which he had never encountered. It was almost too much for him. The light that surrounded the man was now almost blinding. He reached out a hand to Varg. Just take my hand, buddy. I'm gonna show you how good things could really be. Varg wanted to pull away. He wanted to lash out at this apparition and run further into the dark, but something in the man's voice touched him. He knew he had nothing to fear. And maybe, he suddenly didn't have anything to hate. What? What is your name? Well, Joseph is the name my parents gave me. But like it says here on my name tag, you can call me Joe. Taco Bell Joe. A feeling of lightness and joy encircled Varg then and seemed to lift him to his feet. He reached out and took the man's hand. And for just a moment, the light coming from his body blazed as brightly as the sun. Varg thought he was blind, but when he opened his eyes, he finally saw the man. Joe, as he had introduced himself, was about a foot shorter than Varg. He wore glasses, a black shirt, black non-slip shoes, a black hat with a Taco Bell logo, and a black apron with a name tag. That name tag did indeed say Joe, but it was Joe's smile that Varg couldn't look away from. The light that had surrounded Joe before seemed to glisten off his teeth, as well as from the halo that floated just above his head. Joe was an angel. Varg had never seen something so beautiful in all his life, not even the woods in the dead of winter. Whoever this man was, he would follow him anywhere. All right, buddy, hang on, because I don't fly as good as I look, but we're going to give it a shot anyway, all right? As Joe grasped Varg's hand firmly, Varg suddenly felt weightless as he lifted off the ground. Soon, they were gliding through the air. The deep darkness had lifted to reveal the night sky, and Varg soon saw they were floating over his hometown of Bergen, and it was twinkling with Christmas lights. Then, Varg spotted a big tree in the town square, still standing. He was back! It must still be Christmas Eve. He had been given another chance. Oh, that's a great looking tree down there, buddy! Joe directed their flight down to the middle of the town square and set them both right down in front of the big Christmas tree. Only hours ago, it seemed, Varg had met his fiery demise right there where they now stood. Take a look at that, buddy. What a sight. It isn't terrible to look at. Nah, buddy. It's not terrible at all. Just look around you. Varg looked around the town square, at the shoppers with their last-minute gifts and colorful bags, the sparkling Christmas lights, the snow on the ground. A tear came suddenly to his eye. It was beautiful. See, buddy? It ain't all bad. You gotta look for the good in this life. Why are you so mad all the time, huh? I mean, 
Think about everything you've been missing out on. All because you're mad about this guy over here and that guy over there. They don't look like you will believe the same things you do. I mean, you're like obsessed with this old dude with one eye who lives in a tree? He's like a cyclops or something. I mean, buddy, wake up and smell the Mexican pizza. You really gotta think about what it is that's bringing you down, bro. Because this is the time of year when you gotta hold your loved ones close. Not push them away. And suddenly, Varg understood. His one tear became several. You're right, Taco Bell Joe. I've lived my life so selfishly for so long. I've made terrible music, and what has it gotten me? Exactly, buddy. But hey, there's something I gotta tell you. What's that? It ain't too late to change. It isn't? No way, buddy. You still got time to make this the greatest order ever. But where do I start? Well, I did some thinking on that. It's tough to go it alone. That's why I got such a great drive through team, buddy. The best. But I figured... You could use some help from a couple of old friends. All right there, guys. Pull the car around there, buddy. Taco Bell Joe snapped his fingers, and another flash of light overcame Varg. He squinted his eyes against the brightness, but when he opened them, he smiled. Next to Joe stood two of his oldest friends, Euronymous and Dead. Here you go, buddy. The perfect order. Oh, Oyston and Pele, my old friends. I'm so glad to see you. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you stabbed me in the skull and now we're going to hang out forever. Great. And this guy over here has got a head again. Yeah, I still like Venom, though. I don't know what he's talking about, buddy, but hey. Varg rushed to his friends and hugged them tight. He now knew what the Christmas tree in the center of the town represented. It was a place for friends and family to gather around, to share things like happiness, hope, and warmth. A place to join hands and to sing songs together. Oh, my truest friends, I shall never ever let either of you go again. Can we sing a song together? Can we? It's been so long. Yeah, yeah. Sir! Oh, Taco Bell Joe, you have shown me the true meaning of Christmas. I'll never take my friends for granted ever again. Well, I don't know if that was really the lesson here, buddy. It was more like don't burn any more shit down or kill anybody anymore. But hey, you learned something, I guess. Will you join us in song, Taco Bell Joe? I have been known to walk a few bass lines around the block there, buddy. Sure, what song you want to play? Euronymous, let's play Chainsaw Guts Fuck. Oh, can we? Yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, boy, buddy. One, two, three. Well, I guess it's time for me to go there, buddy. Vog learned a valuable lesson, and I think we all did too. Don't be a fucking asshole. All right, Merry Christmas, everybody. That's a great order there. Pull the car around. All right, I'm out of here.